Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. It's a wild, wild to a goal. Swansea beyond Fodringham. And the Millers are in front in the South Yorkshire Derby. And for the first time in 42 yes. years, Fodringham yes. United win at Bramall Lane. On the edge of the box, Adolphin. He can hit them. And he does. Oh! Hello everybody, welcome back to New York Talk, this is the Rotherham United podcast and we've got another week where nothing really has happened, um, I don't know about the club, I don't know about fans but from you know guys who are trying to make a podcast to talk about, the club are making it really really difficult um, <laughs> to get out of the talk out of this, we'll, we'll do what we can, we will talk about the friendlies, talk about the signings or lack thereof, a couple of trialists, we will also be hearing from a Nottingham Forest from Mr Dorr, um, who, who is a Norwich uh, content creator. We will be hearing from him. He's going to give us a lowdown on Cafu, which I thought I, thought, I spoke to him, I thought was interesting. We will hear from him halfway through the show, probably. When we run out of things to talk about, I'll just put it on. So, soon. Um, Mick is with us, first of all. How are you doing, Michael? I'm all right, mate. How are you? I'm very, very good. Thank you. Uh, Benjamin, how's it going? Going good, yeah, I'm all right. There's people already commenting about you, Ben. I'll ignore one of them. <laughs> um, Tom's back with us as well. How are you going, Tom? Yeah, I'm good. Starved of football, which is never good, but other than that, <laughs> all good. Um, we've got loads of in the comments. I'll start by John Morell says, Ah, Ben's back. The football intelligence has suddenly increased. <laughs> uh, Sorry, Ben. Um, so, yeah, a little bit to cover tonight, uh, and we'll see where it takes us. Let's start with the friendlies, Mick. Two since we last recorded the two nil loss, two nil loss to Middlesbrough, and a four two win uh, away to Mansfield. The Georgia Kelly hat trick, and I think Andre Green, who was trialist, scored the first one as well, if I'm remembering correctly. Um, still irrelevant, though, aren't they? Well, I mean, it's been a typical Rotherham United roller coaster week, hasn't it? You know, I mean, we were relegated on Wednesday, promoted on Saturday. It's just been amazing, mate. Uh, as per. <laughs> it, it means no, does it? It means nothing at all to anybody, you know. Um, it just is what it is. It's just game game time. That's all. Mm. Nothing more. Nothing less. In my view. Yeah. Covered that. Do you want to move on to all else before we go? <laughs> That's it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the, the good thing, what I will take out, what I take out, uh, Tom is is Georgia. I think yeah. for strikers are for me they're a little, a little bit like a batsman in cricket. 
they mm. need to get run, goals or runs at the equivalent. And when when he gets three, yeah. that, although it doesn't mean anything because it's a friendly, that's a mm. really good sign when it actually means something that is almost ready. Yeah, well, it's, it's a hat trick as well, isn't it? So it's yeah. like um, it always boosts confidence, doesn't it? And his his interviews are really promising. Every time he gets mm. interviewed, it's always how he wants to do more and be better. So it's always it's always positive, but with with it's it's tough with Georgie though because it's a step up in it from mm. League Two opposition to Championship and yeah. it's preseason as well. So who who knows how it'll be? But you are right, and it's and it's worth giving him a look for the rest of the season now, whether it's with a two with whoever's playing mm. Hugo or whoever, or if it's you know Impact Sub or uh, I'd like to keep him. I think he's our most natural goal scorer in the club. Uh, personally, you know, mm. very, very good player. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Um, Sebastian Jerome says, Oi, oi, Tash on the lad, which is Ben. <laughs> um, you've got the same I... one, Matt. I'm not turning grey, by the way. I saw that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not turning grey. Better not be, anyway. Boy, yeah, you better not be your age. Uh, ben, as a guy, person who is aspiring to be a professional athlete, ideally. Talk to me about these warm-up games, friendly games. Um, what are your thoughts and feelings and what you we can take out of what and things like that? Um, I think the the as a for the team, I think they're really important. I think I think if they didn't have them, it would be uh, you'd have an awful start to the season because you need to get into things, you need to get used to being in a game and playing in a game, playing in front of a crowd. Obviously, it's not a a, mm. a proper crowd, I guess, but. He's playing in front of a crowd, so it is. It's so important for the team. But as far as the results, it's um, it's hard really because you don't know whether they're trying something new or they're just giving people runouts or they're actually playing the the strong team because they will play the the actual first best eleven in some teams because they need to get used to playing with each other. So mm-hmm. it, it's really hard to tell, to be honest. But um, one loss, one win. I guess that's all right. <laughs> I don't know, hat trick. So, yeah, you can't really tell. No, you can't. I agree. And, and a lot of you look, if you look at the starting lineup, particularly from the Mansfield game, Mick, I mean, there's still kids in there. I mean, we, we, all, we all think pretty highly of McGuckin and DeRose in particular. There's a good chance they're not going to with us for the season. So, you, particularly the Mansfield game, mm. is you're looking at it and saying, well, we don't know the two trialists in. They both might not even be at the club. So you're talking almost half the, more than half the team. You're not going to be with us on day one. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. And, and that was pretty much the same against Middlesbrough as well, wasn't it? Yeah, so yeah. you know, it's it, as Ben says, it's it's just a question of getting some minutes into the players' legs, isn't it? And, and as the as the preseason friendlies progress, you know, we've got Sheffield United um, coming up on Tuesday. We've got Lincoln, I believe, next Saturday, and then another. Mm. Nine closed doors, one on the following Tuesday. So I think as as these next three games progress, we'll start to see more of the um, more of the first choice players um, starting to uh, starting to play. Um, given the fact that Hugel's injured uh, ill at the moment, sorry, mm-hmm. um, he's obviously not featured very much, and a couple of other lads have been nursing a few sort of pre-season niggles. So, uh, but I, I think as as we as we progress now through these next three games, we'll start to see more of. Um, what's likely to be a starting eleven, and possibly we might get an idea as to as to exactly how we're going to play. Mm. Um, so, but but yeah, I can only echo what Ben said and, and and Tom said, and you really, you know, we can't really take a great deal from them other than the fact that you know 
it's just getting minutes into into players' legs and results are, are pretty much irrelevant unless you go down 13-0 to Mansfield last Saturday. Then obviously it might be a bit of an issue, but mm-hmm. uh, you know it's not that's not the case. So I'm I'm comfortable with it. I'm comfortable with what we've what we've done so far. Um, but it, the big the big test is the fortnight as yesterday, isn't it? You know. Mm-hmm. So yeah. we'll see. Yeah, absolutely. So look, looking at starting lineup, you've got Jamie McCartle might not be here. He, he wasn't fancied. Cafu will obviously be here. Georgia Kelly will, st- will still be here. Peltier and Sean Morrison. The rest mm-hmm. of the squad, one of the second choice keeper. There's two trialists in there, bowlers in there, and then DeRosa McGuckin. So a lot of that team is not going to be there at the start of the season in an ideal world. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, let's, let's wait and see. Uh, public service announcement. Russ Vernon says um, the Lincoln game is on there. I follow for five pounds. If Swim is not going next Saturday, Lincoln, which I imagine we're most of us, um, <laughs> five is I follow you. You'll get to watch it. Um, great work by Lincoln. Thank you very much. Thank you very much for that, Russ. Um, yeah. So let's move on. Uh, John Morell says early preseason. Agree. Last few games, though, you you more still set. Obviously, what you were saying, Mick. Yeah. Lots yeah. uh, of patterns of play out and things such as that. Uh, which is fair enough. Let's move on to sort of transfer business rumours. Uh, Shelley says, what do you reckon out of Billy Sharp? Would you still wait around or sack, just sack it off and say he's had enough? Tom, for me, it's one of those things that if you haven't got a better option in, you wait. And then if you, yeah. well, if you get a better option in, then you say, oh, sorry, we've signed somebody else. It, yeah. It don't feel a big deal to me. I don't know. Well, is it, uh, did you read that article that uh, Paul Davis put out that seems like we are looking at other strikers now? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. In that case, it seems like Taylor's not too fussed. I think if it was absolutely a, a must-have shot mm. and he'd wait it out, he might contact him again, all this, that, and the other. But he's he's waited so long now that it's disrupting what we're doing because obviously Taylor, I don't know what the issue was, but he wanted two players in by this um, by the time we played Mansfield yesterday. Um, so yeah, so and the fact that they're they're both not in. You you got to assume that one of them might be sharp, and the fact that he's not in is kind of disrupting the flow of the of the rest of the preseason. So, <clears throat> if he's not making up his mind, make it up for him and just say, "Look, we know you've got other options. We're going to look elsewhere if you can't decide." Um, on uh, having him in the team, probably good, but having him in the like squat uh, first eleven, would it be a would it be an upgrade? I don't know. Um, so in terms of that, if you're looking at him as a squad player and a um, a kind of leader in the dressing room, um, holding out for a player for that long just for that is probably not worth mm. it. Whereas if you're looking at um, another striker who's going to come in and rival Hugill and and Kelly and be kind of a, a different outlook, you know, a quicker striker or or you know more of a getting behind striker, then I'd say put all your resources into that. But you know, we'll see. I try. I, I'll keep saying saying it to anyone who, you know, on that RUFC Twitter thread on Twitter, you know, you just got to trust Taylor because he knows what he's doing. And if it comes to November and it's clear he doesn't, then I'll eat my words because at the minute he absolutely looks like he knows what he's doing. Yeah, there's two points there that, that which I think are also important. Paramount says for me, he's running out of pre-season yeah. time and the more like, more like this goes on, the less like it is. John Morell says... They don't really get the Billy Sharp thing. It reminds me of Dini for Birmingham last season. Not been involved in pre-season. Will take ages to get up to speed and hardly yeah. feature. And that's another thing, Ben. This is not somebody who's at another club who we're trying to bring in who's, who's had a full pre-season and is fully up to speed. This is a guy who's, who is the latter end of his career, who I'm sure is doing personal training. 
but that's completely different to being two weeks away from being ready to play a competitive game. So they, that that maybe goes into the thinking as well. I, I don't really know what's... Are we just like uh, trying to agree contract? Is that... Is that Basically, we're offering him a deal, yeah. He's what, so we have... All oh, right. Um, what what question? <laughs> does the fact is does the fact he's not had a, a full preseason with a football club? Oh yeah, it a million percent. Well, uh, it it obviously depends on him. <clears throat> he's 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 had probably uh, nearly nearly twenty preseasons as a footballer, so you don't know how well he prepares by himself. Um, but the the obvious answer is no. I don't think he will be ready. Um. And like you said, I don't know how much he would feature. I don't really know. I don't think because obviously he didn't play that much last year. I don't really yeah. know how good he still is. Um, yeah, Kelly got more goals than him, didn't he? Yeah, league. but the thing is, it was in a really good squad. Obviously, last year got promoted, and he's obviously yeah. not top in championship anymore. So it's kind of hard to know how good he actually is. Um, obviously, mm. he still believes in his ability if he's holding out for another contract. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll have to wait and see on that one uh, because nobody knows what's happening. Um, moving on it's to the on other... and off about five times, hasn't it? I know mm. it's crazy. The other, the other one that's been on and off about five times is uh, Christ Taihi. I think is how you say it. It's probably not, but yeah, that's what we're true. going with. Um, <laughs> he has been. He was photographed on Wednesday night at the Middlesbrough game. Um, he has been in the in the rumor mill for three or four weeks, man. It's been quite a while. Mm. He's been in the rumor mill. Matt Taylor essentially said that everything is basically agreed from what, what I took from Matt Taylor's comments. Um, I, so I assume from a fee point of view with, um, I think, Slovan Liberec or something like that, mm-hmm. he's with. I assume that's, you're going to assume that's so. You're going to assume the wages are, are agreed, but it's basically a work permit issue, which is going to happen with international transfers, of, as you expect. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't know much about him, Mick, but what are your general thoughts on... He clearly, th- he clearly thinks it's so really important to go through all these hoops. Yeah, yeah. Clearly fan- thinks it's right, but it's really important to get this done. Yeah, absolutely. And and from from the bits and pieces you read, um, it, it looks like he's a he's a decent player and will be a decent addition to the squad. So for me, I'm 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 looking forward to seeing him. Should oh, hopefully, as long as we can uh, we can get it over the line in inverted commas. Um, it sounds to me the the the, the noises coming from the club are that. It's just it's just paperwork essentially now, rather yeah. than anything else. So it, it 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 sounds like it's a done deal. Whether it is or not, obviously, until he's wearing that red and white shirt, we won't know, will we? But it yeah. certainly sounds that way. Um, and and like I said, the bits I've I've seen and heard of him, uh, it looked like a quality addition uh, in that yeah. midfield again. So you know, it's we're building from the back, and with him and Cafu in there. In, in addition to the, the likes of Rathbone, Wiles, Adolphin, Lindsay, um, you know, it, it's the, the midfield is now starting to take shape. Um, so, Georgie Kelly is 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 done what Georgie Kelly did on Saturday, except the friendly against Mansfield. But Georgie Kelly scores goals, um, you know. So we've 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 already got a bit of a backup there for for Hugo, um, albeit inexperienced. I, I've got big big hopes for Georgie Kelly. I really have. Yeah, I, I, and I know I know it's a bit sort of, it feels a little bit fanciful, um, you know, given his sort of route to where he, his route towards the championship football. But I just, you know, we've all watched football for a long time, and you you, you just recognise a goal scorer when you see mm-hmm. one. And Georgie Kelly is whatever whatever else 
um, whatever else he does throughout a game, he will score goals. There's no yeah. doubt about that. He will score goals. So, for me, if you couple that with a Billy Sharp um, rumours, I would like to see Billy Sharp come in, not necessarily to play. I w- because people like uh, Georgie Kelly, possibly Josh Coyote, will learn a lot from a man with that experience. Um, so we'll, we'll, we'll have to wait and see. But in terms of Tahihi, 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 I can't, I'm not going to be able to say that. I'm, not, um, I, I'm, I'm quite interested to see what, he's, what, he, what he looks like um, fitting into that midfield. But mm. It feels to me like it's starting to take a little bit of shape. Is he a, is he a holding midfielder then? Honestly, I don't know. I think he's more um, of a native type, is my sort yeah. of understanding, but I, I don't know. I think no. Castle is more he's sort of yeah, he's an attacking, um, combative midfielder. <clears throat> I don't think um, I don't think uh, this lad is, but mm. you know, as soon when he gets signed up, we'll try and get something from Wigan on um, to let to give a bit more breakdown. But worth noting, it is a permanent deal as well. It's, this isn't a loan. Oh, is it? Yeah, Matt, Matt Taylor talked last week about there being a loan coming and a permanent player. This is the um, permanent player. So there, there is a loan somewhere that nobody yeah, knows about. Yeah. People don't know if the in the know guys want to share it with us. Who? Pinpoint which ones. But yeah, he's the, he's the permanent guy that's apparently coming in. So hopefully that gets sorted sooner rather than later. Because you want him playing minutes, which is the same with the Billy Sharp thing. You want him having a uh, competitive pre-season, um, yeah. which will be really, really important. To go back to Billy Sharp, Will Daniels says, Ari Sharp, no players bigger than the club. He's had his opportunity to come here. He hasn't taken it. Two goals in 1,500 minutes last season. Wouldn't start games. Uh, time to move on. Uh, yeah, there's, there's quite a lot of arguments against. There are some for him, but there's... there's we're not making a decision, so it doesn't matter. It? Given, despite what I've just said about I would like to see him come in, it would be more for the experience within the squad rather than anything yeah. else, you know. And and if if he's not interested, he's not interested. See you later, mate. Mm. You know, I don't I don't see I don't see why we would go chasing him. And I'm not convinced that we have gone chasing him. To be honest, I don't think we have. No, I think we've just said here, this is what we're offering. You please yourself, mate. Come and let us know. Yeah. Um, and and if that's the case, that's fine. I I, I don't think there's it, it's it's so difficult, isn't it? You know, with with social media being as it is, you know, a a, a story kind of. Takes root, and then it, and then everybody else adds branches onto it, and and mm-hmm. you're not really sure what bits to believe and what bits not to, and yeah, yeah, not not sure, not sure, but we'll see what happens, won't we, on that one? Well, yeah. um, I was doing a sort of list of the squads last night, Tom, about of our current squad, and mm-hmm. if you had Tahiti into that, the centre we've got six, about six centre halves, including McCart, who may or may not stay, and mm-hmm. we've got about six centre halves, seven, I think, if you can't Peltier. And the midfield, I think if you had to hear me, you're talking six or seven central midfielders. So you've yeah. got a real good spine. But we've yeah. got one left winger, one mm. specialist left back, mm. one right back in Peltier and zero right wingers. Zero who can even fill in at right wing. Yeah. So we look great centrally. I think I think, I think we're basically going to have to tell you maybe a striker, but yeah. we are desperate for something out wide in all areas out wide. Yeah, and I think I think that's something that everyone's taken away from the friendlies as well. And I think if we're taking it away, then Taylor's taking it away as well. It's just that we can't, we're not creating. And I know that Kelly scored a hat trick and whatnot, but it was two two Rathbone crosses. So mm. it's not like he, he probably played him out of position on the wing. And 
Um, just two good deliveries. But you can't go into the season with only one winger and one. Well, we have Fer- so it's Ferguson and then Ferguson, maybe Kai. Uh, but does Kai Key look like he's? Uh, it doesn't matter anyway. Oh, so, exactly. Oh. Also on Ferguson, sorry, he's not in the preseason. He's been injured. Yeah, exactly. So you're looking at very, very, very thin in the wide areas, and then up front you're looking at Hugo, who is ill again. Um, mm. One of the worst immune systems, maybe possibly. <laughs> and, and then, and then you've got Kelly and Coyote, who are both inexperienced, like you're saying. Mm. So, you know, we are definitely missing a creative player, even in the midfield. I mean, I don't know what this Forest fan's going to say about Cafu, but he doesn't strike me as the creative flair type of player. He strikes me as a bit of, like Mick said, a bit of a combative. You know, can get on it. Um, doesn't mind to get on it and drive with it forward, but doesn't really have the kind of technical ability to shift away from a player and like Fosu did last season. Mm. And it was, well, you know, I wasn't always the biggest fan of Fosu. Sometimes, you know, he'd lose the ball in areas where you think, oh, not again. Um, but other times he'd, he'd take on a player and he'd create so much, so many chances for us that other other people, other players wouldn't. <clears throat> so it's just finding that balance now, I guess. And mm. but you've got to you've got to remember as well. We've got two trialists. We've got this Tiahi coming in, um, and then we've got five loans. <laughs> so we've got potentially yeah, exactly. more players to come in, um, and they're not going to be players who are just um, <clears throat> you know making up the numbers. They're going to be players who Taylor think are, like, are, are going to compete in the first eleven. You know, you look at Cafu; he's Premier League top-end championship quality. <clears throat> and us getting him on a free is a... I don't know how we've done it. <laughs> but he's, he's, a, he's, a, he's, a, he's a proper player who won't want to be in League One. And mm. same with Sean Morrison, Grant Hall, Jordan Hugel. None of them are going to want to be in League One because they're not League One players. They will leave if we if we go down. Uh, and with that mentality, if we keep going up from there, I can see us, you know, with, the, with eight extra players in that squad, we're looking, we're looking good. Uh, if I do say so, where's Wood? A touch Wood. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, this did say we're going to fully utilize the loan market. I think the phrase he used in the past. Exactly. So. Yeah, and that's that five. Is, so exactly. Yeah. Um, I think. Well, yeah. I think we had six in squad last last time. So you might you might even get an extra one in. And yeah, just, just to pick. Yeah. Yeah. Um, as you mentioned, Gaffo, let's let's hear from Mr. Dawes. So we've got a scouting report. We're going to bring the scouting report um back this season we have also got a new intro done for this for the scout report so we have to say thank you to cartley's design on twitter who got in contact with us so the, i've added the music so if you don't like the music don't have a good cartley's that was me that added the music um but yeah mr door is going to talk us tell, talk to us about kafu uh what kind of player he is so we'll see you on the other end <laughs> So looking at the a lot of reaction from the Forest fans, he seems like he maybe wasn't the best player, but he seems very popular amongst you guys. Why Why is that? Well, he first time for Nottingham Forest because, as you know, we're, we're our owners, um, he runs Olympiacos. And we thought to ourselves, oh, no, not again. We've got another Olympiacos, <laughs> another reject. Here we go again. Um, I think it's through lockdown. He started and we thought to ourselves, yeah, he's one of the players that he's going to go after one season, blah, blah, blah. And then, out of nowhere, he's done a contract, three-year contract with Forrest. Mm-hmm. We thought, he hasn't done much, but okay, let's mm-hmm. let's see what he does. Then slowly, because he started, <sighs> we don't know what his role was. It was either a number six, eight or ten. 
<laughs> but he had that air that that when you're watching him, you have that like, oh, okay, he's got something. Not mm. a fantastic player, but he's yeah. got something in that can help the team. Mm. He had a good um foot, uh, interaction with Forest fans mm. off the pitch, but on the pitch, he'll do something out of no way. He, he loves he loves his flicks. Loves his flicks. <laughs> he can do one of them passes if we will say, Wow, okay. We've got something. But he had that like that energy. Mm. That energy that all Forest fans want because like I said, I could talk about the Olympiacos connection with um did he want to be at Forest? Yeah. <laughs> that's that, that's that's the thing. Um but listen, the the, the final season um in the championship uh, with Steve Cooper. Mm. He got he got more game time than okay. Kels. Um but the role when he played as a like I said, three different formations that he played for Forest, like I said, especially the the, um, the number ten role behind the two mm. strikers. He was more dangerous in that number ten role okay. than in the six and eight. But listen, he's he's quick to Forest and um yeah, it's just he'd be sadly missed. Yeah, I mean, they played what forty-five games over over what three-year period. What is the, it? Was he is he injury prone, or is it just was it just more selection? Uh, he just didn't get, occasionally didn't get picked. I think it was more selection than okay. anything else. He was I do. Was he injured? Not really. Um, but he wasn't selected. Like last last season, Premier League, he didn't get selected for twenty-five yeah. because we <laughs> we need to improve. Signs everybody else. Yeah. So. Um, but he he did play a, a, a lot in the championship. Mostly, uh, who was it? Chris Hooten, um, Steve Cooper. Um, I think that was it. If I'm honest. Um, but like I said, the 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 playoffs, like the season when we were top, like he, he played a few games there and that. But listen, he he had that interaction with Forest fans. Like when he come on, everyone say Cafu, and yeah, that the energy. That thing, like all Forest ones want want good interaction with it, with players off the pitch, and he did. Yeah, um, looking enough, I met him after the Peter game, and then spoke to, spoke since. Um, but listen, you, is he a player that in, in that Rotherham team? I think it's one of the things he he, he can be good, mm. but he can frustrate you. Okay, but, but when he's good, when he's on form, hmm. like my opinion, in that number ten role, seven nine out of ten, he'll do something. But then hmm. you play good, and then three games you'll fade away. Yeah. That's the cap we will get. But listen, you've got a player that is good enough for the championship. You just hmm. it just needs to be more proactive in that hmm. role. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's not makes sense with the sort of pond that we're fishing in. That makes sense. You're gonna get, you're gonna get, in, especially the championship. You're gonna get inconsistent <laughs> players, aren't you? Yeah. Um, but we certainly need players who can give us that spark. The only one one league goal in that time. Would you would you say is a goal threat at all, or is it just more of that sort of energetic? energetic that body? goal he scored against Swansea um, away. We won. Was it four one? Won four one. It and it was a good goal. Mm. Honest, I think it was loud to pass back and he just shot from long range uh, for yeah. But that's the problem with being in that number ten role. I'd like I don't want to big him up. Like I said, he, he's he has the, he he can play good in one game 
and then we'll play the next three games. But mm. when he's on it, he gets the fans standing up. Yeah. And that. Um, but like I said, I remember pre-season, they scored a goal against Notts County. Everyone stood up. When he scored, it was a really good goal. Yeah. But, um, listen, he's, he's not, like, he loves his, loves his tricks. He always does a point twist in his, on his Instagram post when he does his little one-twos and little flicks past someone. Um, He's he's one of the players. Like I said he he, he you you stand out of mm. his tricks, but sometimes he, he likes to have a little little arguments sometimes for okay. no reason. <laughs> but <laughs> some a, some players it gets them up for it. He just they just yeah, need that. He really. needs that. But from from a from point of view, like I said, we've had I've mentioned again, keep mentioning it. We've had so many players from Olympiacos, mm. and he's the only player that has stood out okay. from all the bunch of players that we've had. So mm. you listen, you've Rotherham, they've got a player, but I, it, I think they've got to use him in, in the right way, mm. in, in my, my opinion. Yeah, and Matt Taylor talked to you, he had a lot of offers apparently in the con- on the continent and other other So it seems like is Matt Taylor somehow attracted him. So it, you you've got to think. I would think anyway that Matt Taylor's told him how he wants to use him. Maybe in a more positive way. If, if he's if he plays well at number ten role, maybe that's what he wants. So it's more it's more more freedom, more expressive. Mm. And if he likes to express himself with the flicks and tricks, number ten's a perfect role, I suppose. Isn't it? Listen, I, I, I personally think he'll, he'll Rod fans will like him. Mm. I'm not just saying that because like I'm a Forest fan and he did well for us uh, and he did little bits for us. But listen, you've got a player that will get, like I said, get Rotherham fans standing up and play. Like I said, if if, he, if he's on it. Mm. You've got you've got a good player. You need like I think you'll shoot the championship. I, I think all four fans were were a little bit gutted last season because he didn't get mm. that twenty five man squad. But I understand yeah. five fans understand it because we want players that um are up for it. And Kafu, like mm. I said, being a champ playing in championship level, I think he can do something for you a lot. But listen, time will tell if you if you do that or not. Yeah, exactly. I assume you weren't particularly surprised that you released him. Ben man, the, the quality you managed to bring in the Premier League, it was always it was inevitable, weren't it? We were going to leave. Yeah, I think when the twenty five man squad came out, it was it was, it was oh, yeah. time to go. Come on, but like I think both fans have got it because like the, the role that he plays in, we when we when we keep losing games, and all five fans will say, "Wish we had playing," because yeah. he's one of the players that it, it gets everyone talking. Mm. He gets them talking, and like I said, we can see the see this uh, the Swansea goal. The goal, the only goal he scored for Forest. Remember, he ran, he scored, he ran towards the Forest fans, and everyone's talking him, and everyone does yeah. the kafu and all that. <laughs> he's got that, he's got that energy, banter, mm. and everything. So listen, I, I, I'm not, I'm not gonna lie, I, cause he, he could have gone abroad, but mm. I think his family lives it right, like Robert was not far from Nottingham. It's yeah. not, it's not, it's it's good for him. To be honest, mm. but that's why no, no disrespect to Rotherham. I thought I was surprised. Okay. Example, Rotherham, I'm not gonna lie. But listen, you've got a good player, you've got a good player. He just needs to that energy that I have in Forest give it to Rotherham. Mm. Absolutely, uh, yeah, that's all the questions I have. Is there anything else you want to add about Cafu before we uh, he, he, like he, lo- he loves a, he loves a free kick, <laughs> he okay. loves a free kick. Like I said, that, he's right. really good at him. <laughs> yeah, he is. Like I said, we, we we had loads of players uh, we would take free kicks, and sadly you you didn't get on him. But mm. I remember the goal against Notts County, 
mm. fantastic taking free kicks. And um, if if I don't know if we've ever got many free takers and that, and if if at at in your box, he's one of them. So listen, you have gotta watch out for his free kicks. And Seth Peters, he is good. Mm. But yeah. I think, like I said, it's important if Rotherham use him as that, that the number ten role. Mm. You're gonna get you're gonna get someone because he, yeah. he he gives us that energy and when he gets the ball, like I said, little, little fancy fancy flicks. Why not? You've got a good player. There we go. Thank you to Mister Door for that. I've put his links in the uh, thing uh, of the of YouTube episode. You know what I mean. <laughs> In the thing, in the, in the description of the episode, if you want to see some forest stuff, good Mr. Dobb, we appreciate him speaking to us and giving us a lowdown on uh, on Cafu. Uh, yeah, thank you very much. Right, <laughs> let's move on um, to something else. What, what what else do we need to talk about? Well, can I just say, it doesn't sound at all then like how I thought he would be. <laughs> he, he, <laughs> he couldn't stop going on about his tricks and flicks, so maybe he is the sort of player that we need then. <laughs> Yeah, it might be. He sounds versatile, doesn't he? He sounds like yeah. he can do two or, two or three different roles, which is important. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, um... he could cover it right, mate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> might need him to. Yeah. I mean, we've talked about we talked about right back. We've done. Forget we've still got Talaji Bowler in there who, who can who can perform that role. You know, the left back, um, isn't he? Left back. I thought he was right back. Yeah. <laughs> no, we still need to talk about right back then. Have <laughs> you not watched football for? <laughs> Cut that bit out. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is that makes it worse about that is that you're a big bowler fan I am and you I forgot am. which foot he was you <laughs> <laughs> might play right back it's been a long time it's been a long time since he played you know yeah yeah, yeah. I suppose it was out on loan I don't think it'd be a start of season to be honest anyway no. um, fair enough yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ben less than two weeks before the season starts how are you feeling about the, the general mood and the, before we start with Elizabeth Dorf, just the general squad depth? Uh, yeah, I feel good. Yeah, I feel all right. I mean, obviously, excited. It's like I say, it's so hard to tell because uh, there could be a lot of new faces in the building within a week, and there could be no new faces in the building. So it's kind of hard to kind of hard to gauge. Uh, what the season's going to be like, to be honest. Uh, but I'm excited. Obviously, I'm excited. Football's going to be back, so mm. I'm excited. Good. It's good, bud. Kimmy, what's strange is that um, Sam Todd's away on holiday. Who's going to do the squad announcements, uh, signing announcements? You're assuming we signed them. That's that's, that's first. <laughs> um, and if they're really good, the squad the signing announcements are really, really good over the next couple of weeks. Might be replaced. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what you see. Shelley asks if Foster was still without a club. As far as I know, yes, he is. Mm-hmm. Um, but we'll wait and see. I'd, I'd take Foster back anyway, but certainly without squad depth, I would take him back and his versatility. Um, yeah. yeah, let's wait and see on that one. Would you take any other loan players back? Uh, Keen has gone permanently to Udinese, I think, so that's a no go. Who's that? Sorry, uh, Keener. Oh, yeah, he has. Yeah, yeah. there's 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 nothing dodgy to see there. Him going to Udinese, nothing dodgy to see there. Not from what I'd take Yelda back. Yeah, we we love Yelda. Um, who else do we have on loan? Billy Wright's gone to Singapore, yeah, so he's not coming back. It's only really Helder and Coventry, isn't it? Really, that are the ones that because we've signed all the others. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah, um, yeah. I take Coventry back. 
Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Picture the scene. All of your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Uh, yeah, moving slightly on to a, a slightly different topic, Mick. This is a bit, a bit out there, this one. I just wanted to mention a few people's moans on Twitter at Radio Sheffield over the last couple of weeks. I don't know if you've seen this. Um, but I think it's worth mentioning and talking about because we've got nothing else to talk about now. We have, we've got a few other bits. But, um, so to fill in people's backstories, obviously we went to Spain, went to Mercia, same place as Sheffield Wednesday. Um, and the club put out a, a, a lot of good content, to be honest with you. And the week after, Sheffield Wednesday went to Mercia and Sheffield United are in Portugal. And they've got a full week's comic, uh, uh, coverage Sorry, from <coughs> Sheffield. A lot of Rotherham fans, some Rotherham fans, uh, are quite unhappy with it because it sort of feels like you're prioritising the Sheffield clubs and we were there the week before. Why are you not covering us and the same as them? What are your thoughts and feelings on that? I mean, you've listened to Sheffield more than we have in terms of your life. Um, what are your general thoughts on that? On do you care? Do you, do you does it does it matter that in terms of coverage? Well, I mean, closing title, isn't it? You know, <laughs> really, it's not Radio Rotherham or Radio Chesterfield or yeah, Radio yeah. or Radio Barnsley, is it? You know, it's Radio Sheffield. Um, and whilst they do cover South Yorkshire and North Midlands, it's Radio Sheffield. Um, I don't have an issue with it. I don't have an issue with it at all. You know that they've they've got they they're a sports department that will have a set budget, mm. um, and so as a consequence, they are going to find, they are going to prioritise things like this for the clubs with the most supporters, i.e., the most listeners. What is a business in that sense? So why would you not? Mm. You know, I, I, I don't have an issue with it, and 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 some of the stuff that Rob Staten does for Rotherham United off the off the off air. You know, um, with it, certainly with the Legends Knights and stuff like that, I have no issue with it. You know, it, they've got a job to do, and it's, it, you know, they're going to they're going to do what the vast majority of broadcasters do, and that's, I, I don't want to use the word panda to, but you know what I mean. The the, the biggest audience. I mean, what to be fair, Sheffield United are a Premier League club. Yeah, yeah. So, exactly. um, and and Sheffield Wednesday are they? Sure, that we all know that they are at the moment. So there's going to be loads of news coming out of there because it's such a mess. Yeah. So you know, it's it makes perfect sense to me. And, and you know, we've got we've got plenty plenty of stuff coming out of the club in terms of our our trip away. Mm. When did this become a massive thing that we all needed to know every nut and bolt of a pre-season tour? Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's not a thing, is it? The team's gone away. They've played a friendly against Elche. They've done a bit of training in, in Sun. What, what else do we need to know? They've, they've done Glove Island. Did nobody else Glove see Island. that? <laughs> to be honest with you, I have to say, if nobody's watched it, get yourself on Twitter. 
actually really good. Island because it is probably the best content. I tell you now, I can absolutely 100% guarantee mm. it's 10 times better than any content that Sheffield, Radio Sheffield put out about either of the Sheffield clubs. 10 mm. times better. Yeah. So, you know, I don't have an issue with it. I just, I think it's, it, we all like to moan, don't we? And there has been a lot of stuff on Twitter recently. Of, but it's, it's started to become abusive with, between supporters of your own club. And yeah. I just find it, it's just unnecessary and a bit childish, really, isn't it? You know? There's just and, a lot of uncertainty in the minute as well. Yeah. Mm. I, but I think, it, I think it's just an extension of, of the, the, this, this issue with Radio Sheffield going and covering them. It's just an extension of that, isn't it? We've got to have something to moan about. Wow. Isn't no. Mm. Who cares? Really? Yeah. Well, the I would say is I, I agree. I agree with you. Uh, they've got a set budget, and you've got to pick and choose. The only thing I say is it doesn't look great that you've gone to you've gone to gone to pick two clubs, and one of your other clubs has got. I'm not digging out the, the the way it looks. Might, might not. I, I, it's probably why there's been a bit of complaint about it. I can if you if I step back, I can understand that a little bit, but just at the same time. They might as well have just not gone. They, they, you're right. These kind of things are basically pointless anyway. What what information did they come out? A couple of good interviews with the manager and, and maybe a player. Yeah, that's it. I, I get what you're saying there, Matt. But is it really worth getting out of bed about? You know what I mean? Oh no, no, no. It's no just, definitely not. Oh, they've gone. They followed. They followed United Wednesday. Oh, that's yeah. it. That's, that's the it. end of that, that's isn't it. it? Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. You know yeah, what I mean? yeah, yeah. Um, Look, everybody's got their opinions on it. John says, who listens to radio anymore with social media the way it is nowadays? Well, absolutely. You know, if you want content for your club, whoever that club is, you know, there's there's loads of social media content. Uh, there's podcasts of just about every other club now. Um, United and Wednesday have got loads. Um, and it's going to be fat. And, and, th- and that content, without wanting to sound um, like I'm making us sound good or whatever, it's going to be far more... Um, tailored to your club you know the the, the podcasts for, for any club don't have unless they're an official podcast don't have to follow any sort of agenda you know they don't have to say, say the right things or so you know you, you can get an, an independent view of what's going off rather than just having to have the same old platitudes trotted out by by managers or players you know we're looking after the next game that's all we're interested in all that sort of nonsense you know mm-hmm. so uh, John, John's absolutely right there's so much content out there now that 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 your local radio stations are fighting for, fighting for listeners, fighting for, fighting for clicks, um, yeah. and, and a lot of them are losing. Mm. So, uh, yeah. yeah, whatever. Yeah, John Hensby says that they, they could have covered hours of the back end, which again is it's a, yeah. I don't necessarily disagree with it. You, that's that's a perfect, uh, that's fine. The, the, um, the bottom line with it is, what else are you going to get out of it that you haven't already got out of it? That's the only thing you I would know, say. Yeah. All, all we're saying here is it's a principle. Well, what, yeah. what, 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 what? Really? It doesn't matter. Yeah. It doesn't, does Let's it? I get what you mean. Yeah. Uh, Tom, anything to add on that? I think it's. No, I, I agree with Mick. It's it's a and I agree with you as well. It's, I think what it is is it's a justified reaction, but maybe a bit too extreme considering what more they would have done. Would they interviewed Taylor twice and a player once, and that's yeah. the more content that we got. And it's you know it doesn't matter. I don't really care um, to listen to. Well, you know I care, but if likewise that they've not done that, I don't care. But I do get this the meaning around the principle and the justification behind it. But I'm with you guys in that it doesn't really phase me. Yeah, Ben, is there any point in me asking you? 
<laughs> no, I didn't even know people still listen to me, do if I'm being honest. Yeah, I didn't know this was a thing. <laughs> no, but to be, to be fair, we don't, I, don't, I don't always listen to Radio Sheffield, but I listen to their pre and post match interviews with the manager and things like that. So, oh, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah I think, yeah. On match day, definitely. But like, if yeah. I'm like going somewhere, then I won't have radio on. Yeah. I don't even have to get it on, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Fair enough. Um, Dominic Carwood says, uh, rumours today that Piggy's manager has walked. Um, he talked about content and who's going to listen to Radio Sheffield, which club about. Well, with Sheffield Wednesday, uh, there leave that where it is for now, because I have I have seen the rumours, but I don't know anything else about it, so let's wait and see what happens oh, is... there. No way. Yeah, there are rumours. Uh, let's see. Already? I know, I know. Let's move on before. <laughs> Let's move on. Um, right. We asked a few days ago for a few fan questions to pop in it at basically just hypotheticals and fun stuff, basically. Especially while there's so little to talk about in the club. So we want to, we've got a few questions. We'll start with this question, which is from Alfie. Not this was from email. Alfie, Alfie emailed us. Um, the first question he wants to ask us would you accept or would you be happy with Saudi owners? Um, that's obviously fairly topical with Saudi Arabia buying. All of football at the minute. Um, <laughs> ben, thoughts? It's an ownership question rather than necessarily a Saudi thing. Does it matter who owns your football club? Uh, yeah, it does. Yeah, because uh, it matters because then people make the decisions. I don't think they're going to make decisions that's best for Rotherham United. They're going to make decisions that's best for them um, and what's mm-hmm. going to bring in. They're going to look at it as a business rather than uh, than a um, well, I, I guess Tony Stewart looks at it as a business, but um, it's different, isn't it? It's just different. You can't really put it into words. It's just different. That is really helpful for a podcast. <laughs> well, yeah, they're not gonna if the if the club goes down, they're not gonna try with everything they've got to keep it afloat, are they? Yeah, the heart's not in it. Is what he's really trying to say. No, like if we get relegated, it's like oh well, are we gonna get back up? Rather than we're gonna be destroyed. And if we get up, if we get promoted, it's like oh. Good. It's yeah. It's That's my investment gone. Yeah, they're not really going to care about the the fans. That's it. They're not uh, going to care about the fans. That's it. Yeah. There you go. There you, we got there at end. <laughs> A long, long, long roundabout way, but we got there at end. Yeah. Um, make any thoughts on that? <laughs> I think you summed it up. Didn't you? They're, they're just about bought all the football at the moment. Um, all sounds a bit too good to be true to me. Um, and we all know things are never too good to be true, are they? You know, there's always a, there's always a catch. Um, and unless you're a club like City or Newcastle who can can quite easily get fifty thousand fans through the door every week, then it's pretty much a pointless exercise, I would argue, because it's not going to be commercially viable for them. Um, the only way it would be viable for um, owners with that amount of money, and I'm not. I'm not suggesting this is exclusively Saudi, but any owners with that kind of money, the only way a club like Rotherham United will be viable will be for some nefarious purpose in terms of laundering money or whatever. You know, I don't think because it's not come. You know, we're not going to get twenty-five thousand fans through the door every week and 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 start pushing for Premier League. It's just not going to happen because of the size of the club and the the area that we're in. So. You know, I don't. I just don't think commercially 
unless there is a, a an ulterior motive. I don't think commercially Rotherham United at the moment, as it stands, is a is an attractive uh, proposition. In a few years' time, when a lot of these other clubs who, who are chasing the dream go out of business or end up in League Two with points deductions and everything else, and it kind of sorts the wheat out from the chaff in terms of the well-run clubs, then it might be a different matter for Rotherham United. But at the moment, I think the only way that we would be viable for any significant investment, whether it be from Saudis or or anywhere else, would be somebody looking to um, do something dodgy, personally. Yeah. That's my That's view. What I found. He's going to give me something dodgy. He's going to give me a definition yeah. of Okay. Careful. careful asking for that for certain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Without one that is too deep, Tommy. Also, there's a, particularly with Saudi Arabia and some other similar countries in the area, there's there's sensitive issues, there's there's sort of human rights issues and things yeah. like that, which I'm not gonna go too deep into because this is a, yeah. it's not a relevant run the at the minute, but that yeah. that also for me matters from what yeah. look at Newcastle, they're gonna win the Champions League in five years. Yeah. But there's that stuff and it just feels a bit wrong. Yeah. Yeah, how their away kit is the Saudi Arabia kit as well. <laughs> well. They're not owned by Saudi Arabia. Don't forget that. No, no, it's not no. technically. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. No, yeah. You. Yeah. You're right. It matters about what the owner, who the owner's integrity, so to say, and who they are, because, like Ben said, if if someone, if an oligarch comes in and buys a club and it, they purely just see it as a business, and in that way, it's it's never going to be anything more than a business. As soon as you're doing well, you're you're flying, your profits are going up. As soon as you're not doing well, you sell and you get out. Well, uh, your stocks are down. So, if if uh, you know the rich and famous come in and buy a club, I mean, you can you can look at what um, well Ryan Reynolds and Rob McKelney mm-hmm. did with Wrexham. And although the amount of money that they're pumping is is unfair to you know the teams around them because it, it just is <laughs> they're buying some obscene players, but they're doing it in a in a way that is making Wrexham you know quite whole whole again kind of thing. And the money that they're pumping in, they're not doing it because they see it as a business. They see it as a culture and all this. Whereas a lot of businessmen come in with the amount of money that they have and view it as a business so i'd say no i'd say where we are is perfect and getting investments through player sales and um shirt sales and just you know little investments here and there from other companies is just the way that it's meant football's meant to be run um yeah that's all i can really say on it the rexham one's quite an interesting one because it does on the face of it look really unfair that they've yeah, all this money being pumped in, but when you, I, I, I speak to a Wrexham fan quite regularly, and a lot of the money is going into the community rather than just mm. the football. Yeah, club, it is. You know, um, th- there appears to be quite a lot of regeneration work going on around the club and and the town itself. Mm. You know, around the town itself, related to the club, but nevertheless, yeah. you know, it's not just about buying a football club and buying some success. It, it looks like something a little bit more than just. You know that plastic yeah. woman rolling into St James's Park, and mm. and and kicking everybody else out and spending as much money as they want to do. Um, yeah, you know they're it, improving the team rather than buying a new one. Uh, yeah, it it does feel different. It does definitely feel different. No, but, I agree with that. You know, yeah, agreed. Um, next one is from J Boy. This is one for everybody, really. I think I put put the comments in as well. Uh, if you could change slash add one thing to New York Stadium, what would it be and why? Um, Ben, oh, why start with me? <laughs> <laughs> oh, ben can go last. I mean, 
I told you the question before we started the show. To I, know. I, I know. I know. About the I forgot to be Tom, have you got anything? Um, well, I mean, the state the foundation is the stadium is pretty good. Mm. And I think a lot of other teams and a lot of other managers and coaches and players, etc., say how good the stadium is. So that in itself, it's a good stadium. Nothing really needs to be changed, like needs to be. But in mm. terms of wanting it to be, I've always thought, I don't know if anyone else agrees, but I've always thought that the away stand is a bit big. Having a whole stand, just, mm. I don't know, it's, you know... Um, if you could get more home fans in, that'd be a, a bit better. But then again, I don't know where the away fans would go. Maybe have a corner rather than a whole stand. I don't know. Mm. Um, but the only other thing that I see and kind of agree with is a kind of singing standing section, which I think would appease a lot of fans and make them want to go more. Um, and simply because it'll be a bit more wholesome and you can, you know, you can enjoy it a bit more and whatnot. Um but in terms of oh oh better drainage no I'm kidding <laughs> <laughs> um, no yeah no I don't know I, I'm I'm quite happy with the way it is in terms of little things here and there maybe the catering needs to be better because some yeah. of that is horrific but you know I'm I'm quite content with it. Mm. Uh, John Hensby goes opposite to you says bigger away end money sell sell yeah. away championship yeah um, Shellstone says proper queuing and concessions. Uh, yeah. Shelley says this, this is a good one to be fair better exit strategy oh, yeah. the exit strategy is is horrific uh, but mm. I, I, again, I don't think it's the club is it I think, I'm pretty sure it's uh, the police I think mm. um, Adrak and this is what I'm going to come which you mentioned make the cop standing only it would add 50% I think safe standing Mick is I think it's the way I think it's going to be it's the way back forward mm. um, it allows much more mm. freedom um, you generally get a better atmosphere because people who want to sing can stand together and then that generates yeah. and sort of builds out and spreads and spreads. Um, I think, I don't know how cost-effective it is, to be honest with you, but that's what I certainly would like to see. Anything from you? Well, yeah, I've got I've got something I would like to change, but on the, on the, on the subject of, say, standing, when we went to uh, Cardiff, their say standing were a bit weird because it basically we just barriers with seats. So it, it didn't yeah. really, it, it didn't really make any sense to me at all, to be honest with you. Uh, however, when we went across to Hammerby, they had their, their, that was all standing yeah. or the area that we were in, that was safe standing. Um, and, it, and it certainly, it, it is better, you know, if, if particularly if you like that kind of thing. You know, I, I personally, given my age, I need to sit down because I had to rest my weary knees after 20 minutes. But, um, you know, I, only, I was only able to do it there because I was drunk. But, uh, <laughs> not quite the same at New York. But, yeah, I think it's a good idea. I don't see any reason why. Given the given the, um, the the safety measures that are in place now, that we we shouldn't we shouldn't be able to try that. Um, I don't know. I don't know about the costs involved with that. Uh, but it, my answer to the question is catering. Mm. For me, get rid of it. It's absolutely awful. Yeah. It's dreadful. Everything about it is dreadful. Mm. Um, and I know it's been outsourced, and I'm not sure whether I'm not sure what the name of the company is. Um, but it's just embarrassing. It really is embarrassing. The quality, um, the service, it's, it's just it's just dreadful. Um, and, you know, you, you, you go down at half time to get a drink or a pie or whatever, and you feel like you're, you're putting people out. You feel like you, 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 you just feel, I don't know, it's just awful. Mm. You know, you're not treated like a, a customer. You're treated like somebody to just get out of the way, sod off, leave me alone. I don't want to, you know, I don't want to be... And then when, when you do get... Whatever it is you buy, whether it's a burger or a pie, pies are burnt. 
Um, sausage rolls are burnt. Uh, the burgers aren't cooked. You know, it just get somewhere in between for all of them. It'd be nice, but you know, you get raw burgers and burnt pies. It's just yeah. honestly, it, it's, mm. it's absolutely awful. Um, I, I don't know what it's like. I clearly don't know what it's like in the way end, but it's it's just woeful. Mm. Um, and, yeah. and it feels like you're treating the supporters just as as not even not even as high as second class citizens. Really, you know, you're just like pigs in a trough. Um, it's horrible. Horrible. So, mm. so for me, that would be one of the things I'd, I I would look to change. Mm. You know, there's so many options available now, aren't there? You know, you know, wherever you go, you go to, um, well, wherever you go, there's there's different options available. They're both inside and outside the ground. Uh, there's there's loads and loads of small businesses who'd be more than happy to to take up at one or two of those kiosks on a Saturday afternoon and and provide their own food. Yeah. Oh, well, Daniel's put that. I'll allocate the food kiosk, different local businesses, different food offerings each week. Businesses yeah. get great exposure. They care about what they're serving because yeah. it then grows their business, unlike the current situation. You'll see a lot of clubs now do sort of st the street food type things, different yeah, yeah. types of food in and around the stadium. That's, that doesn't that feel hard to, stick, hard to sort out. Um, don't know. Yeah. Um, basically, every every agrees with um, Shelley says a thousand percent better catering. Maybe they use the spare units as a bar or something for extra revenue. We might deal somehow incorporate guest crowds. I think they are doing a bar, aren't they? Has that been done, or is that are they still working on that? I think the issue with having a bar is it's only going to be open twice, once a week, or once maybe possibly twice every fortnight. So you might yeah. have an issue in terms of keeping beer and stuff like that. I don't know how that would work logistically. Mm. Um, I can't see it being open, obviously on. Um, on non-match days, it's not. It's you know, it's too far out of town to be a, a regular haunt. So it would only be a match day thing, and I don't know whether there'd be some logistical issues or, or whatever in terms of being able to keep beer. I don't know. No idea. No. Ben, anything? Uh, you know, like the I'd make all the stands equal height. It kind of messes okay. my OCD a little bit. Cause like the town <laughs> to Ben Bennett. So I'd make it. I know, all but then it would just be a standard boring bowl. Yeah, but it, it won't miss my OCD then. <laughs> okay. So, Tony, if you're listening, Ben's OCD is yeah. in. So, we just, so you, what you're saying is you don't need any extra seats. You just need nah, to nah, nah. lift in a bit. Oh, yeah. We might as well get some extra seats in. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty funny. Fair enough. Um, That's a good show. Yeah. Basically, it's saying the same thing. Catering is a big issue. Mm. Um, yeah. I think, that's, I think that's right. Mick, this one's for you. Uh, which ref is Mick going to moan at the most? Um, well, as far as, as far as I've seen, Keith Strauss not retired, so I assume, Mick, it's probably going to be our mate Keith. Well, surely he's... Surely they're going to demote him to League One. Isn't he in Prem? Aren't he going up to Prem? Yeah, he oh, might. Have. Bond. Oh, Listen, I just hope that the standards increased, improved. I can't believe I just said that. I mean, it's clearly not going to happen, is it? But <laughs> well, it's not. It's not, and you know, because you've got the same faces in there. But not only that, you've also got we're coming up to two weeks before the season, so we're probably three weeks before we decide on a rule change. You know, yeah, yeah. But sort of two or three weeks away from deciding on complicating a very simple rule, whatever it is. I don't know. They'll they'll choose to complicate this season. You know? <laughs> Um, and make it even more difficult for the referees to to, to make decisions. I've been thinking, I was thinking about this. By the way, 
this is off topic, but have you seen the Women's World Cup where they're explaining the VAR decisions? I, I've seen one. I've seen it once. Yeah, and it, yeah. I'm, I'm I'm all for that. I think that's mm. I'm comfortable with that. Um, albeit they can't get it right all the time, can they? But listen, if they're explaining the decisions, I I don't have an issue with it. But um, I, I I was thinking about it earlier on, you know, and it, and and I do feel bad at times for calling referees out for for for, for some of the decision making, but. And, and the reason being because the, the, the everything's just been made more and more complicated season on season on season, um, and to make a decision on a, on an offside or a handball immediately is almost impossible because you've, you're running through seven or eight bullet points first of all before you dare even consider putting your whistle to your mouth. It's just not it's just not doable any longer the way that the rules are being fannied about with week after week you know season after season it's just not right but um, I, I shall be moaning at Keith Stroud make no mistake about that because Keith will just give us something to moan about won't he? It will, that's, oh, what yeah. it does. that's what it does um, Will says uh, Grant McCann's talking about impl- implementation of a World Cup style added time get ready for 105 minute games I am all aboard for that that's exactly yeah. what they should be doing um, 100% the World Cup, the Men's World Cup and the Women's World Cup is so much better for it. Um, mm-hmm. Talk about cricket losing time. There's, sport needs to gain back the time it's losing and that is bang on. They should, they should be doing that. Um, yeah. the, the problem with that is it, it, if you had, let's say there is six minutes. Let's say, no, six, was it 10 minutes? Yeah. Okay. You pick a number, mate. Let's you say 10 it. minutes. Oh, that's 460 <laughs> extra minutes in a season. Do you know how hard that is on the... the the human bodies. But, how many but, 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 we've already got to play. But in theory, it shouldn't be though, should it? Because you should be playing that in the first place. Mm. But you don't. It, you've got cup competitions as well that could go to extra time. I think that's a lot of that's a lot to ask from from people. I'm start calling you Jurgen Klopp. <laughs> no, well, it, you, you play forty six games within the space of what six months, and then come back to me. Imagine if you're a Gareth Ainsworth team. Imagine how many extra minutes you'd be playing then. Oh, yeah, but like they don't, they're, they're not intense. To be fair, we don't have the intense uh, pressing style that we did last year, so it's not as bad. But if you're a team that presses and you've got to play that many minutes, like... But you, know, so much you, you, shouldn't lose, you shouldn't lose it. So if you have 10 extra minutes, that's because you haven't played 10 minutes in that 90. So you, it shouldn't be more, should it? Shouldn't. Yeah, but, I mean, well, it is more. The issue you've got is, is consistency, in it? You know, that's, that's going to be the problem. You know, you're going to get some referees adding it on, some referees adding more on than they should, less on than they should, some not adding any on at all. You know, the, the timekeeping needs to be independent yeah. of the referee mm-hmm. uh, in, in reality to prevent that. So Easily um, done, to be fair, but another topic. Yeah, Final yeah. question is, in the comments earlier, for Jamie says, didn't like seeing Kyoto, so bring it back to sort of present day. Peter Kyoso's gone out on loan for the season, Tom. Um, I'll be honest, personally, I'm not surprised. I, I do mm-hmm. like him, but he didn't play. Um, actually, yeah. I never seem to fancy him. It's, I think it's a good move for Kyoso. Go get some minutes in league blow. Yeah, uh, no, I agree with you there. I genuinely thought he would be nailed on to be our starting right back this season. So I'm, I'm surprised that he's gone, but only in that regard. Um, if he's gone, there's probably a reason behind it because Taylor doesn't see him as his first choice right back. So fair enough. Maybe it's because of his minutes. Maybe it's because of his. Uh, he's a bit more injury prone. But he's gone to a, a side that 
I'm a shit. Well, Peterborough are going to be looking to get automatic to the championship, aren't they? So it's not like there's a huge difference mm-hmm. in quality between us. So it's just getting that extra, getting the confidence back, getting the fitness back, getting the minutes in. Um, but yeah, I just think it should be it, it should be a good move for him. Hopefully, hopefully he does well as well. And even then, if he does do well and comes back for us and does well for us, or then goes somewhere else yeah. again, you know. He needs. He, uh, he's still young, isn't he? So he needs to do well wherever he goes. Mm. Charles Son says, uh, "Sorry to see him go. Even more sorry to see him go to Peterborough." I wonder what Alan Swan will feel about it. Bear in mind, he's here for Rotherham, but he's obviously love for Peterborough United. So I wonder how he's going to feel. Must be very conflicted. Uh, to like a Rotherham player. Ben, thoughts on Kyoso? We didn't. To be fair, we didn't see him much last season. The bits we saw, he did okay. For, for me, he did fine. But he didn't play anywhere near enough to, for me to think, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm gutted. No, but, <clears throat> I mean, when we haven't really got a right-back at club, I've got one right-back at club. It's yeah, it, it's a bit confusing. I, I thought he was going to play. I thought he was all right when he did play. I know he's not really one to keep fit, is he? Because he's, he's a bit uh, injury-prone. But I don't know. I mean, who, who would you rather want playing right-back, Kyoso or Cafu? <laughs> not the Brazilian cafe, you know. <laughs> uh, Mick, I know you're a pretty big fan of Kyoso. You just like right backs, don't you? I think, I'll say it. I think I probably do, yeah. Yeah, so it's a throwback to me, Jerry. I like Jerry. <laughs> <laughs> um, thoughts? Yeah, disappointed. Disappointed to see him, to see him go out on loan. Uh, and like Cheryl said, I'm even more disappointed to see him go to Peterborough. Because I, I would hate to do Dara any sort of favours whatsoever, frankly. Um, so, but that's it, it is what it is, isn't it? If it's best for him and best for the club, then 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 so be it. He clearly thinks it's best for him, and if Matt Taylor thinks that's the case as well, and you know it suits the club, then happy days. Um, so yeah, we'll, we'll have to see see what happens in terms of uh, who he brings in to uh, as a replacement. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to go a bit longer, but I think I think we should also mention Jerry Yates going to Swansea uh, and us getting a reported five hundred thousand pounds, roughly five hundred, but maybe not all. That might be lump sum, but we'll get around five hundred thousand pounds for Jerry Yates. The club get a lot of stick, and sometimes rightly so, for to, in terms of deals that we set up for players, you know, the money that we take for players. But as it turns out, the deal we did for Jerry Yates was a really good deal. We've got five hundred k. We I think we've got a, a little bit of money to start with. So, for, and for what he did for us, which was nothing. That's a lot of yeah. money for a kid who's come through academy. I think we should, we should praise the club a little bit on that one. Yeah. Um, goodbye to Wes. Wes has officially gone, even though he's, even though he officially went two months ago. He's now officially gone. Put his goodbye notice on uh, Twitter, and he's gone to Millwall um, again. Make big, Wes is the biggest fan. It's, it's a yeah. good. It's a for Wes. It's a great move. It's a solid championship team. That we not. Yeah, yeah. He won't be fighting the bottom end at the table, will he? No, he won't. He won't. And he's a good player and I like him a lot. And, and you know, good luck to him. Um, I've seen some people moaning about the fact that in his farewell, he didn't say anything to fans or something or other. I don't know. Just like, oh, please, stop it now. Just stop it. You know, the lad's had a good time while he's been here. He's been a good servant to this club. Mm-hmm. Um, while he's been here, he's, 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 he's given his all uh, and, and he's progressing his career. You know, he's moving up the championship table. Uh, well, it will do if we finish in the same positions we did last season. We don't know what, what's going to happen, do we? But no, good luck to him. You know, if he didn't want to stay, he didn't want to stay. He's going to get better wages at Millwall than he's going to get at Rotherham United. So um, he's just going to have to put up with all the other collateral issues that Millwall <laughs> into. 
yeah, move on quickly from that one. Yeah, move on from that. Uh, I think I've done. I think I don't think we've got anything else. Anything else you want to mention, go through, talk about? I think we're just about done. Uh, I think we should just thank um, the IUFC for his um, input into the new intro and outro. Um, thank you very much for that. Um, and also to Lee from uh, LPMC for uh, allowing us to use his music for it as well, which is um, which is really great. Really appreciate it. Mm, yes, we do very much so. And I'm like thank you to Carter Design for the uh, scouting report intro, which we'll be using going forward we speak to opposition fans which we'll try and do a bit more of in the season ahead um there we go thank you everybody thank you for being with us uh we've got an hour and six minutes out of that so well done everybody who's still with us um that's a good one. is that just we a pat on back for ourselves so manage your exactly, yeah. Yeah. Um, for an hour and six minutes <laughs> yeah um go on jamie jamie's got one last one expectations for tom eves this season i think this is gonna be very quick does anybody any one of you three expect tom eves to play more than 15 minutes for Robin this season. I don't know, expect him to be here, to be honest. I think he'll go. I, I agree. Can't see, agree. I can't see him staying. He's not even been mentioned anywhere at any point. <laughs> he's, got, he's, got, he's conveniently got an injury, hasn't he? And, uh, yeah. That might not be convenient. That He might be actually injured, but feels a bit convenient for me. Ben? Same. I, I, I don't think he'll be here. Mick? No, I, I suspect his running ideas are done. Which is yeah. a shame for him. But yeah, it's a shame. Yeah. Um, please do subscribe on YouTube. If you haven't done already, please do subscribe on the YouTube channel. Um, we will be back, don't know, probably Sunday, but we may be back sooner than that if we can. Uh, it's prediction time soon. We're only two weeks, two weeks less than the season, so it's time to get our predictions out very, very shortly. So I yeah. don't know when we'll, we'll do that over the next week or two uh, before the preseason starts, obviously. Um, so we'll keep an eye on the socials. So follow us on Twitter and, and Facebook and everything else um, on there. If you're on uh, iTunes, Spotify, make sure you give us a five-star rating and subscribe on there as well to download the episodes if that's where you're listening. Um, Benjamin, it's been a pleasure to have you back with us. Um, your facial you. hair has been uh, noted. We've got the same, basically, so I don't know what you're on about. <laughs> you just got a little bit on the side, so... So it's not the same. And nobody can see this bit on you, Ben, on the on the video. Nobody can see the... the, the <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not bad, not bad. Uh, if you oh, if you listen to his audio, just go and have a look at Ben's tash. It's, 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 yeah, there you go. Um, go and look at Matt's tash as well. Man, let's move on. Mine's better. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is. I'm, I'm, I'm not defending myself on this one. Um, anyway, Tom, thank you for being back being with us tonight. Appreciate it, mate. Yeah, anytime. It's a pleasure. And Mick, thank you very much. It'll be soon to take that hand shirt off and swap it with a Rotherham one because the yeah. summer season's nearly done. I might have to wash it. Thank you very much. Going up there. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. We'll see. Uh, <laughs> we will. We will. It's been a pleasure. We're up the millers, and we'll see you next time, whenever that is. Thank you very much, everybody. Cheers. It's a wild wild through a goal, Swansea beyond Fodringham, and the Millers are in front in the South Yorkshire Derby. And for the first time in 42 yes. years, Fodringham yes. United win at Bramall Lane. On the edge of the box, Adolfi, he can hit them, and he does. Oh! Adolfi!
Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.